I like that theme music that we have. <laughs> we'll get we'll get something. We'll, we'll find something eventually. Yeah. Eventually, we'll do it. Um, hi, Bree. How are you? I'm good. I'm in my comfy. I'm just chilling, being good. comfy. I yeah, just got you, my. You look very comfy. If you're watching on our video modem, um, reason a. Uh, what is it? It's called a comfy. Like that's literally. It's, it's called a comfy. So it's kind of like a snuggie, but, but it's, it's the reverse. It's the reverse of a snuggie. It's like a blanket, right? But like it's like, it looks like you're wearing your... a blanket that's kind of like a sweater. It's so comfortable. Yeah. And I just got my COVID booster and my flu shot, one in each arm. So like, I'm on the struggle bus you're, you're today. Rocking, rocking and rolling. <laughs> um, rocking and rolling and having a good time. <laughs> fantastic. Welcome to the review podcast this is episode three we will be discussing today what movie brie halloween three <laughs> season of the witch this mm, one debatable. has <laughs> this one has a subtitle to it season of the witch uh halloween three season of the witch directed by tommy lee wallace who uh had a very prominent role as a member of the crew and one of john carpenter's best friends on the set of halloween one um it's a it's a weird flick brie what did you think about it just generally before we get down to the nitty-gritty i was like what's for most of the movie i was like what's going on yeah you looked at me at multiple points and you're just like i just don't get it i was like what's your motivation what's your motivation like, i just don't get uh, but it. you know what I, I picked up on a couple of things and we'll get into it we'll get into it we will definitely get into it uh and i i don't know if there's a lot to talk about with this one i feel like i have is, a ton of notes i have a ton of you, notes. you took much more extensive notes than i took um but before we get off to discussing the movie and debating on whether it should be part of our top 100 brie you got any treats for us uh let's hear about brie's treats brie's treats so this particular movie we are going to focus in on our three masks we have a skeleton mask we have a pumpkin mask we have a witch mask so we're gonna make witch fingers Ooh. We're going to make pumpkin cookies. Pumpkin cookies. And we are going to make a scary bones pot pie. Ooh, scrum diddly umptious. So, We're making a pie? A pot pie. <laughs> a pot pie. So uh -huh. um, I'll definitely have to write these recipes down and give them to you like to put as like a little like link people can click yeah just get, okay so you're gonna have to write down the recipes for me so i can put it in the descriptions yeah so i'll do that um so witch fingers really simple we're gonna do it like how everyone does it it's a lady finger with like green frosting and then the nail is a sliver almond Ooh. um delicious cookie you know mm. and then our pumpkin cookie of course we're going to use a sugar cookie and we're going to do it in the pumpkin shape pumpkin frosting for that would be like orange frosting and then we're going to do something different we're gonna go to our you know our home goods store we're gonna buy our skeleton like pie molds i would say or cake molds and we're gonna press in to those our like dough and then we're gonna fill it with our like our chicken pot pie mixture and then we're gonna put dough on top and then when we unmold them they're gonna be in the face 
of a skeleton. Ooh. That's going to be pretty I cool. I feel like that's a little complicated. I mean... If you're good on the sticks, I guess. I mean, if you want to have a authentic viewing experience... You don't have to make all of these. I just thought, you know, those are our three main masks for this movie. And you can make either of those. If you're feeling cookies, go with mask one and two. If you are going to watch this movie while eating dinner, the pot pie is the way to go. Nice. I like that. That's a nice little breeze treat. Uh, I know we said we would have some breeze treats for this one, but we literally just like watched the movie and then came right into. I did not feel like making anything today. I'm gonna be honest. My arms, I can barely lift them. Yeah, yeah. We had burgers today, and this is probably as far up as my arm is going today. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so let's get started. We open up this movie, and I have no idea where the. Heck we are. I don't know if we're in Haddonfield. Um, we're not. I don't think. I don't think so either. They never said anything about being in Haddonfield, Illinois. We're in Santa Mara? We're in California. California. I'm pretty sure we're in California. So we open up on a very synthy soundtrack. I noticed that right away. I was like, where are we? What year are we in? Why are we listening to alien music? I said that multiple times. Multiple times you mentioned alien music. And um, yeah, the soundtrack much different than... And John Carpenter is credited in the soundtrack uh, for this movie, but it's a much different vibe than the other Halloween movies. And this is a weird flick. It's not the vibe. It's not this. It's not the same thing as we uh, are used to with the other Halloween movies. So we open up and we're in like a junkyard, right? Yeah. It took I, me a while. I said dump, I said dumpster because I couldn't dump. remember the word for junkyard. <laughs> I, I said dumpster. And we we have like this guy and he's obviously hiding from someone. And then we figure out like, oh my gosh, he's hiding from this man. In a suit, and I turned to Anthony. I said, "The only thing scarier than Michael Myers is a white man in a business suit." A white man in a business. <laughs> white man. <laughs> a white man. It was a very generic-looking white man too, and they tried to like give us some jump scares as to like, "Oh, the white man in the business suit is right behind you," or you just bumped into the white man in the business suit, and it's like, "Uh, we bumped into a very scary other white man in the past two movies." Uh, this one. Not so Not scary. Not so scary. Uh, so this man who's running from the dude in the business suit, he gets caught mm-hmm. by the dude in the business suit. And he's also running from a car. And the car crushes the man in the business suit. And he dies? It's like a weird... He's like crushes he goes, him. He goes... And, like, doesn't make a noise. Like, he cracks, but, like, doesn't make a noise, and he makes, like, a weird face. And we're like, what's going on? Now we know why. Yeah. He's a robot. Right. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll (laughs) get there. There's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack. So, the guy, he runs to a gas station, and this is the... I want to bring this up, because on the TV, in the gas station... I got it. I got it. Brie had her water like really close to the edge of this, uh, like the crack in this table, and the table is like really wobbly. The so just get it off the, the crack. Who did my shots? That I have to drink a lot of water. So I understand that. So chill. Okay. So on the TV at the gas station is like a Stonehenge. 
<laughs> I can't think like okay it's a the, something one of the stones from Stonehenge <laughs> one of the Stonehenges one of the <laughs> is missing it's gone and I I thought about there's this song <laughs> I sang that and too it's, it's a meme song it. and it's like what's the deal with Stonehenge how did they get those stones so high without the use of technology <laughs> we have to die <laughs> we do die we do die because of Stonehenge it's like it's definitely like a Chekhov's gun type right like at the first you're like use. why did you give us this weird it's like, great Stonehenge program. got robbed <laughs> fantastic and if you don't pay attention to that you literally can't pick up yeah if you miss that then like, you're you're done you're fucked for the rest of the movie <laughs> essentially because th- that's like the big reveal as we're skipping around but yeah. that's like the big reveal for the movie is what's the deal with stonehenge yeah so and now we all have to die yeah um so they're watching the the little report on stonehenge and then it intercuts with uh, a commercial for Silver Shamrock. Some day till Halloween. Halloween Eight days till Halloween. 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 Eight days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Shamrock. <laughs> and it, that plays just constantly throughout this movie. And, and go, go ahead. And then, like, <laughs> I don't even know where to this go. This guy, like, the guy's like, I gotta take this guy to the hospital because he, like, faints or something. Oh, and, yeah, the dude that's running from the man in the business suit. Yeah. And then it cuts to a random man in his house. Well, he's got a mustache. He kind of looks like Burt Reynolds. He's like and a Burt Reynolds. I noticed off. right away. I said, I know this actress that's playing the mom. Yeah. Okay, so dude, uh, knockoff Burt Reynolds comes into the house, and he gives his kids these masks, and he's, oh, hey, kids, happy Halloween. And the wife is, like, giving him some guff for, like, being late or whatever, and she's, like, very cold to him. We find out that's his ex-wife. We find out that's his ex-wife, but, Brie, who is the actress that plays that wife? That's Nancy Loomis. Nancy Loomis. That is a uh, old school Annie Brackett from Halloween One. She comes back uh, to the franchise in a different role, and it's kind of like a cool little Easter egg to see in the movie. Yeah, I was like, I know this actress. Yeah, that's Annie. Uh, so this guy, uh, Burt Reynolds knockoff, who we later find out his name is Daniel Chalice. He's a doctor. And he gets called into the doctor's office. He gets some guff from his wife because, like, he wants to see his kids. He, like, the wife's trying to pawn the kids off because she wants some, like, time to herself. Which we deserve. Wives deserve time without children as much as possible. Yeah. So he can't. He's, oh, man, I got work. I'm a doctor. Like, I get called into the hospital. Um, But he's like, I'll take him on Saturday. I'll take him on Saturday. And so he gets called into the hospital. And we see that the dude that ran the gas station has taken in the very panicked guy running from the business suits into the hospital for whatever kind of checkup. They're like, he's like, I don't know if I should bring him in, but I brought him in because that's the right thing to do. And they're like, yeah, thanks. And he's like holding on with a death grip, the Halloween mask. Yes, he's holding on to this orange pumpkin mask uh, from Silver Shamrock. And... 
the doctor kind of takes care of this dude and then he lays down and he's like ready to go to sleep and the guy from the business suits uh no you're missing a oh, key oh, what am i missing so we think that this man has like passed out he's not getting up and he's holding on to this mask with his death grip and in and they're in a hallway and then the tv in one of the rooms goes eight days of halloween the and the guy like sits up and he's like, they're all going to kill us. They're going to kill us. They're going to kill us all or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's ominous. And then then he's taken into a room. And then we get the scene where the doctor thinks he's done. The nurse thinks she's done. They walk into the hallway. And this pervert doctor <laughs> oh, yeah. says, I should have married you. And then squeezes her butt. Yeah. What's okay. with this? So, cas- I wrote, doctor smacks nurse's butt. Casual sexual harassment. It's the <laughs> 80s. It was a different generation. And then we finally get to the weird guy in a business suit. Weird guy come in a business suit comes in. And like... We both screamed at the, not like scream, but went like, okay, yeah, because the dude in the business suit comes in and just slowly, you know, walks very like Michael Myersy to the hospital room, like goes up to the dude laying down, and like, we get well, well, we get like the camera cuts to him going like this, like he's gonna punch, and we like both he's got laugh. the fist, and I was like. I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your butt. You're gonna kick my but then, butt. But then he makes the fist into like like a two like he's holding up like a peace sign, but like the Mr. Miyagi like scoop. <laughs> he's gonna scoop out something. I was like, no, no, no. And then he gouges this dude's eyes out. Like like yeah, like what Bree's doing a Mothman right here for our people man. that are watching. You can see that, but the people in the audio, like he takes his two fingers, his index and his middle finger, puts them in the guy's eyeball, in the dude's eyes, like, and like scoops, scoops, and like pulls away the front bones of the face. Like he dug in to the skull and like pulled the skull off. I don't know what I just described. Crack the skull in half. He cracked the skull in half or something, and Bree and I both went. Like, oh my god. Because I said, okay, if he just gouged the eyes out, like, that won't kill someone. But the whole separating the front part of the skull from the back part of that will yeah, kill somebody. Yeah, that would somebody. kill somebody, for um, sure. Yeah. So I I put, like, eyeball kill goes to mangle the face. I put eyeball kill WTF. IDK, if that would kill. And then we get the guy, like, nonchalant. So the nurse comes in. What are you doing here? To this guy. The guy, Michael Myers, walks out. Yeah, he just walks out, and she starts screaming. So, of course, the doctor gets up. He's running towards them, and she's like, the guy, he just... And so the doctor follows this guy out. He's walking. He's chilling. It's Michael Myers-esque. He walks to his car, like... Douses himself in gasoline while sitting in the car. And then just, like, lights himself on fire and blows up. At that point, like, because... Okay, so we'll say this before we go any further. This was your first time watching the movie. Yeah. This is probably my second time. I haven't seen this movie. I did not review. This is my first view. But in my defense, like, the only reason I haven't watched this movie is because Anthony doesn't watch things with me if he's already seen them and he doesn't want to see them again. Yeah. And I did. (laughs) So I went into this movie and I got to say, before we go any further as well, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't hate it either. I didn't hate this movie. And I went into this because I haven't seen this movie since I was maybe like... The first time I watched the Halloween franchise 
in full before I knew any of the behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, this movie doesn't have Michael Myers. Fuck this movie. <laughs> and I thought it was bad just because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. So I haven't seen this movie since I was maybe like 12 or 13. And this is my first review in years of I, watching I, this I movie. Thought it was okay. I, I thought it was a half decent horror movie for what it was and what it was supposed to be it's a half decent horror movie and it tried something different which we can appreciate it it was a unique film to say mm-hmm. the least and i think this movie gets a lot of hate because it does it just simply doesn't have michael myers yes it does have michael myers he's on the tv he is on the tv and he's a movie he's a movie yeah this universe halloween is just a movie that came out in the theaters mm-hmm. and they're broadcasting it in the bar on tv it's the movie that they play before the big the big giveaway yeah the big giveaway mm-hmm. so the minute so the man all lights that's himself on fire yeah he lights himself on fire and then they go back in they look at the mask that's in this guy's hand that got murkled and my first thought was wow that tag is huge like the you silver said it was tacky yeah it's huge like this huge like like half dollar even bigger than what bigger I have, than a half dollar bigger than a yeah. half dollar like logo and i'm like that's tacky and huge i was like something's afoot i knew right there i was like something's afoot with this tag silver shamrock yeah Yeah. i was like something's afoot with this tag so the police are on the case and the car blows up and they're trying to look at who this guy might have been and they're trying to find like any kind of you know bone fragments dental records whatever and the the cop says something that I wrote down, and that was interesting to me. He's like, why does anybody do anything? Drugs, probably. <laughs> it's like, eh. Oh, yeah. Classic <laughs> classic uh, police maneuver. Drugs, probably. That's their, like, go-to. So we get a look at some of these masks, and we have a pumpkin one, we have a, a skeleton, and we have a witch. All that I said were shit quality. They don't look like <laughs> great masks. No, they weren't, like, good quality. And I, like... It was just, I was like, this is, this is so weird. And like his kids got the masks. Yes. Like the mom, the mom brought those for his kids. So, and then we get the, the, the medical examiner, the woman who's doing like the research on the bodies and which I think, okay. So I got to say this before we get into Okay. I think they filmed all of her scenes in like one go because she's in the same position in the same room, saying the same stuff. Over and over, every scene that she's in, she's sitting on that stool or like the swivel That's her job. I know that's her job, but like they couldn't have called that actress in for more than one day to film her scenes. She's not in the movie all that often and she's in the same setting doing the same thing. But you know what I also notice is that this doctor goes in there and he gets cheeky with her too. Yeah, he gets like a little flirty with her. Yeah, and she kisses him on the, the cheek. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how many well, he, how many he, women he says, is this man intimate with? No wonder you got a divorce from your wife. You're slapping a nurse's booty cheeks. And you're kissing the medical examiner's face. Mm-hmm. No wonder. He mentions, he's like, oh, I would like to go out to dinner with you at some point, too, um, later on in the movie when he calls her. But medical examiner's looking through all the stuff. He, you know, is kind of curious as to what's going on. He's, oh, something's fishy here, something's fishy here. Meanwhile, the daughter of the dude who got gouged in the eyes, she comes in and she's like, yeah, that's my papa. 
and she identifies the body and says, I wonder why he was running from the factory of uh, the Silver Shamrock factory. Like, I don't know what he was doing there. So I don't know. I kind of lost track at this point of what was going on in the plot. But doctor thinks something's fishy. Daughter thinks something's fishy. They kind of collaborate and they're like, we're going to the factory. Yeah. And I thought, this is weird. This is strange. And then he calls and he met like his ex-wife and says, I can't take the kids tonight. To which you said deadbeat dad. And I said, but he's a doctor. But I said, but he's not doctoring. That's not why he's <laughs> he's going to investigate. I said, and I wrote down, this is a doctor, not a police what do they what do they think they're they're doing right he's not a detective yeah so like what's his business he has no business i mean are we glad that he did something i guess maybe i don't know he didn't really seem to accomplish too much, much yeah. by the end of this movie so i was like weird and so we get to they drive to this town drive to the factory him and this random lady who we believe to be the daughter of that guy and oh you say we believe to be the daughter of the guy and i know where you're going with this but i i'm gonna debate you when we get to oh it. well we'll debate i'll yeah. go i'll go fist to I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you on that one so anyway they get to this town they don't want to go into the factory right away they want to pretend ruse people that they are a couple and they are here to just pick up an order from the factory so they get a like a room together and as soon as they do that it's down to the hanky panky like oh they immediately have sex immediately like it's instantaneous there's like very little connection that they make with each other and then they're just like going at it though i have to say my favorite part is when this random family shows up the the dad pulls in the, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> the bike falls off the um the kid's like ah oh, my bike and then the mom comes off the dad introduces the doctor to his wife and his kid the kid gets on the bike <laughs> Don't you ride in the street? It's like, yeah, yeah, he's riding away and then he flips off his mouth. <laughs> oh, badass. I'm like, oh, this kid's the coolest. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me of the kids in our town that we live in. We're like mowing the grass one day, right? <laughs> We're mowing the grass one day and this kid pops a wheelie. And I was like, ooh, we got a cool the guy in the neighborhood today we got a cool guy <laughs> i see those kids all the time They're oh like, you do yeah i don't it's like two they must be twins or something but they always like pop wheelies and i'm, <laughs> no, I'm like wow little, this little chud <laughs> pops a wheelie right in front of me it was definitely like a power move right? to, like a show of dominance on his part. I was like, and oh, I was like, oh, like look at me. I'm a chump mowing my lawn. You're riding your bike free as a bird, popping wheelies in front of me. What a cool guy. And I, I audibly say, ooh, look, we got a cool I guy. I was not having like a good day that day because like I was really tired from mowing the lawn and you were with me and you just said, ooh, we got a cool guy here. And I just like lost it. <laughs> I love our town. There's not, there's no there's shortage. A giant cast of characters. I know, it's so funny. Speaking of cast of characters, we're introduced to the supporting cast of this movie. We're introduced to that family with the man, the husband, the, the, <laughs> the, the man and the husband. The man. We don't discriminate. Who is the husband? Uh, the wife, 
and the little kid who flicks off his family. The little chode. Yeah. And <laughs> then we're introduced to this woman who's coming into town to fill an order at uh, the Silver Shamrock factory. I think I don't think we mentioned this. That like why they're at the town that they go Santa Mara, I think it is, or Santa Maria. I don't remember the town name. They're at this town and they explain what Santa whatever it is. Uh, Santa it's an Ma- Irish town. It's an Irish town. It was uh, founded by uh was it that Cochrane guy did he found the town or i he guess came into he the came town? into the town some they went into the history of the town and got i don't know i've drifted off at this point but they went into the history of the town they said oh a bunch of irish people came into the town and they have this little uh you know everything's irish here uh the pub is like dublin's pub and things like that the guy who runs the motel has an irish accent everyone's irish in this town and they, it's a fa- it's a factory town so when they drive in you know, it's a small town. Everybody knows each other. They're staring at the car and uh, they pass the doctor and the daughter pass themselves as husband and wife to kind of draw suspicion away from uh, away from themselves. But they're there to investigate the factory because mm-hmm. they're there to investigate why this girl's dad was running away from the factory and he wants to know what's going on with Silver Shamrock because something's afoot. He's, yeah, so they, they check into this hotel. Immediately, something is just, like, not, like, right about this town. They have, like, an alarm system. Not an alarm system, but, like, a like a like an all-town, like... It's a camera. There's a camera and there's also, like, a, like a PA system yeah. all around town that's, like, curfew, no... Buddy's allowed out past 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's early. That's early. Yeah, so our main character, the doctor, Dr. Chalice, I think is He name. goes out past curfew. He goes out past curfew and he gets a bottle of liquor and he runs into this homeless guy who's just like, Hey, mister, your bottle's looking a little heavy there. Mind if I take a drink? And he's like, yeah, sure, pal. And at that point, you know, we're living in a pandemic right now. <laughs> I, I'm not sharing my drink with anybody. And then this guy feels super comfortable. He starts talking mad smack about the factory owner. Yeah, the factory owner, Mr. Cochran. He's talking mad smack. He's like, F this dude and F that factory. I'm going to throw Molotov cocktails in there and then I'll see. And Dr. Chalice is like, Alright. All right. He's <laughs> like, like he can probably hear us right now, but I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. And then we are surprised to find that the weird guys in suits, they find this man as he's eating his cheese whiz and white bread sandwich. Okay, so yeah, the, I asked you about that when we saw it. Delicious. Like, Is he eating just straight up cheese whiz? Because he put the, he does like a goofy movie, you know, the dude in a goofy movie. Cheesy. <laughs> Paul Shore's character in a goofy movie where he's like, maximum cheesage. <laughs> and he like pours the, the cheese whiz like all on his hand and just smacks it into his face. No, he put it on a white bread. I didn't see the bread. So I thought yeah. he was just like pouring so cheese whiz into his he's hand. He's eating this white bread and cheese whiz sandwich and these like men in suits come. They. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> It's like one guy on one side, the other guy on the other side. It looked very auspicious. I know, and then the guy's like kneeling in the middle of these two guys. It looked very auspicious. I I said some choice words right here. I said, this reminds me of a certain um, place in France. French landmark, if you will. And then they rip his head off, like straight off his back. No, yeah, okay, so they don't just like 
they don't have struggle with ripping the head off. They this so he's kneeling in that very auspicious position in between the two guys, and uh, very much reminiscent of a certain <laughs> tower in France. Sure. And the guy in front of him, literally like like the great Kali. If you, the wrestler, the great Kali, used to do this move where it was like a brain juicer, where you take his palms and you put it against the two sides, like the temple of somebody's head, and you squeeze it, and then like. So, like, they would gimmick it and the blood would come out of the person's mouth. But they do this to this guy. They palm his head like a basketball and they just, like, tear it off. Like, just rip it off. No no problems with tearing it off. Super strength. Super yeah. strength. And then we cut to the hotel again. So, and then we get that one lady. The one lady's like. She yeah. had mentioned earlier, she's like, oh, these masks are so cheap. The little silver dollar huge silver shamrock logo it fell off Mm -hmm. and so we get to she's in her hotel room she's like getting ready for bed and then she notices like the silver shamrock logo thing is face down and on the back is like this little computer chip it's a microchip and then so she's playing with it as one would do she takes her bobby pin and she starts like screwing with it as one would do because like, what is this? this? What is this? And then the funniest thing. <laughs> you you burst out into laughter when this happened. Because I, I was making a joke about the the cat was out past curfew. <laughs> yeah. the and, cat, so there's a cat when they were like, no one's past curfew in uh, past six o'clock. And then the cat goes into the house and Bree's like, no curfew for the cats. Do, 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 do. And, and then we see the cats out past curfew and the camera like zooms in towards the cat and i'm like cat. i'm like oh it's gonna laser the cat <laughs> as a joke i thought i was joking about lasers but we get to this part she's playing with the little bobby pin and the silver shamrock thing and it lasers her it lasers her head. face like right and she gets like lasered in the face like right in the mouth and yeah and then she <laughs> so she then, looks disgusting Oh, the, the special effect is actually like super cool. I thought it was nasty. It was though. a really cool looking. And then practical. like a bug came out of her mouth, so Anthony had to turn away. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that stuff. Um, so I had to turn away from that because I can deal with gore. I I don't I don't deal in insects. Yeah, and then the the guy like the guy comes, the owner of the factory comes, and everyone's like coming outside, like what's going on? I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. And he's like, she will get the finest care. We will, where are you taking her? To the factory. I was like, oh, yes. The toy factory. <laughs> where we go when we are not feeling well. I don't know why he would say that. Because if I'm the leader of uh, conspiracy-ridden uh, evil cult that is masquerading as a mask company, I wouldn't say I'm bringing her to the factory. I'd be like, she's going to the hospital. All your questions are answered you, you do not look suspicious at all when you say that we're flying her because he does say later he's like we float we flew her back to a hospital in san francisco why didn't you just say we're taking her to the hospital because if you say that you are then taking away any suspicion that dr chalice and ellie the daughter uh would have would have on you but because you said we're taking her to the factory now you look super suspicious and now they're like why the freaking factory guy <laughs> like the toy factory that's not a hospital that's suspicious that's weird 
So, and then we get to, we cut to the next day. They go to the the factory, and they're, they're like, like ta- yeah, no. Well, they're talking to the lady, and she's like, oh, someone picked up that order already, and she's like, oh, and they're like, do you know where this guy went? And they're like, no, but he went north. And the weird family with the kid who flipped off the mom, they come in. He was the biggest seller, so they're getting a tour of the factory. And then this guy, the guy who owns the company comes out. And I turned to Anthony. I was like, man, he looks like someone. He looks like someone. And then I said, do you remember what I said? No. He looks like every old white man I've ever seen. Oh, Mr. Cochran, the guy who runs the factory, <laughs> you said he looks like every old person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I was like, alright. Um, and they're, he, they just show like boring old mask making. If that was my tour, I'd be like, this is really boring. And well, what else are you going to find at a mask factory? Well, right? That's probably the best thing that these people could have done is shown them the process of making the masks. And but it was kind of boring. All they did was like pour silicone into a mold. But then they had this like. What would you rather them do? Show them them turning people's heads into bugs? Okay, right listen. There? But they, then they had this final processing like behind the door where they're like, "Oh, you can't go see that." I'm like, "That's exactly where I want to go." No, no, no. So before this, the guys, the kid uh, who flicks off his family, he runs to the mass, and he's uh, the ones that just came off the shell or the, the ones that were just made mm-hmm. and he's like can i have this mask i want that mask and mr cochran's like oh i love i can give you a mask but it's not that one it's still gotta go through final processing and they're like what's final processing he's like oh look all the little tricks we do and it sounds really suspicious and then we see a door that has a big sign that says final processing no author like no access it says on it and, and it's like, like Oh, that we use dangerous chemicals in there. I'm like, and then we put them on our heads. <laughs> uh, oh, the laser beams. <laughs> no, that's where we put the lasers. lasers. Yeah, so it looked really suspicious. And Chalice and Ellie are really suspicious of it as well. They walk outside and they see all of the men in suits just like standing guard in weird positions. Just like standing and- there with expressionless... Like Michael Myers. And then we get the final... It's clicking for the doctor, where he's like, I've seen these guys in suits before. They're familiar. Your dad, lady, was killed by these men, this men in suits. Um, um, and it was kind of just... It was very weird. Um, they definitely now... Like, she sees her dad's car and goes running up to it, and they just, like, stand in front of it. And they don't let her pass. And I'm, I knew immediately something is not good gonna happen. So mm-hmm. they get back to their hotel, and they're getting ready to call the po police. Yeah, they don't realize that like everywhere in the town is bugged with like little microphones. So Cochran is listening to everything that they're saying. And we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna call the police. We're gonna tell on you. And then the operator, like, they keep trying to call the operator, and it's like, we cannot put this together. So he's realizing, like, no matter how many times he calls, he's not going to get anybody. So he goes back to the room. Room's empty. And then we get the biggest jump scare, um, where he turns around, and there's just a bunch of men in suits. Scary. Yeah. I would imagine. And he runs into the room, closes the door to the bathroom, and... Imagine if Jeff Bezos was like a cult leader frightening but frightening and then he's like i'm gonna send my men in suits to 
take care of anybody that criticizes me. And they're going to hit you with it's their scary. It's a scary thing, right? We are always scared of the rich and powerful. Yeah. Uh, so all these, all these mofos get kidnapped. Every one of them. And I thought to myself, why not kill her? Who, Ellie? Yeah, why not just kill yeah, her? Yeah, they kidnap her instead. Yeah, they kidnap her instead. We now know why. Well, okay. This is where we're going to debate, but it's going to come in a few minutes because okay. we're not there yet. But... And then he keeps trying to call. I wrote, he keeps trying to call. What a silly Billy. He's not getting anybody. <laughs> so he gets kidnapped too, right? Well, he goes to the factory. He like sneaks in there and he's like, there's this weird knitting like oh, mannequin. Like a grandma. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a grandma knitting. And I turn to you, I say, is that, sorry. I turned to you and I was like, is that a real human being? But then he like goes up to it and like tears its head off and we realize like it's a robo. It's robo. It's got gears and like yeah. all the all the things that go into making robots. I said, um, then we find out like once he gets kidnapped, like Mister. Well, no, he gets pulled to the so he starts fighting with one a of... robot, right? Like one of the men in suits who we figure out is a robot, but he gets there's a scene where he gets pulled into like a dark doorway and he does the most like comical like get get pulled from behind into a doorway where the hands come onto his shoulders and pull him and he just goes <laughs> <laughs> like if and if you didn't see if you're listening on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something and you didn't see my movement there he literally like shoulders up arms out and goes <laughs> like flails all around as he gets pulled into the the dark corridor um so he gets pulled into the back and he starts fighting with one of the robots and well this is where he figures out that the men in suits are actually robots because he starts punching the robot and he punches the robot in the gut and he pulls out all of the wires and gears, but there's also this like green, goo. yellowish goo that oozes out of the robots, and the ro like the the robot like it comes out of his mouth and everything. And I said, "Goo? Why it's, goo? It's, it just doesn't make sense." And Why then do robots we goo? get like that Cochrane guy, right? Whatever his yeah. name is. He, he talks about their robots. He's like, yeah, they're, they're robots. And I wrote down, I was like, why do they all look different if they're robots? They're all different white guys. They're all different versions some of a white man. Some had curly hair, some didn't. I was like, why did you differentiate and then the look I th of and these And then I robots? thought to myself, I thought to myself, and we'll bring this up later. What if at one point these were actual people in the town? Oh, you think? Do you think everybody in the town were robots? I think that everyone in the town is a robot. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. That would make a, I didn't even think about that. That would make a lot of sense. Why they all stare? Yeah. All right. They're all robots. Wow. Because remember, the guy, the drunk guy said he brought in all these people from out of town. Mm. Mm -mm. Okay. I pay right. attention to everything I, didn't catch I that. see on TV and movies. Like I caught that immediately. I said, nope, didn't "Okay, get it. all of these people in this town, they're robots. All of them." They're Have all you robots. ever seen the movie The Stepford Wives? I've not. That's that's similar in robots. plot. Everyone's a robot. Okay. Yeah, everyone is a robot. So I thought, what if all these people are just robots? Um, Probably. This makes no GD sense. 
<laughs> no, you, well, there, I mean, this is another point in the movie where you looked at me and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I was like, just watch. Okay, because then we get, now this the evil man tells his evil plan. That's the worst trope. Well, he doesn't do this yet. He explains, he well, brings him in. get there first. Okay. So there's a couple things I want to go over first. First of all, he brings, uh, Cochran brings Dr. Chalice mm-hmm. into this, like, tech room where like all all these robots are uh sitting there like messing with the tech and getting the commercials the silver Mm -hmm. shamrock commercials all set up to which i wrote down why are all these robots in lab coats they're distinguished robots are they distinguished robots yeah they're his favorite robots why why would robots need to wear lab coats if they're robots why do they need to wear that why well yeah it's just his, he's like this oh my is my God, aesthetic. Just be naked. He's like this is my spit. <laughs> the old guy's like this is my aesthetic. Robot chic. Robot chic. They're all his little dollies. So he brings Chalice into this like tech room, and some of the robots in lab coats are working and like chiseling off a giant rock, and he's like, oh look, it's Stonehenge, and I'll, oh that's where Stonehenge went. I was like. They stole Stonehenge. And he even says, I wrote down his quote because it didn't make very much sense to me. And I want to dissect it with you. Cochrane says, Stonehenge, you wouldn't believe how we got it here. No further explanation. And then he just walks away. He's like, <laughs> he, said, he says, you wouldn't believe how we got it here. Doesn't explain how they got it Because they don't have an explanation. Because how... How do you How? move something these, like these that? These stones were like were like t- like tons, weigh tons. So, and, and everyone's like, "Where did it go? How do you move something that big in secrecy without, and secrecy, yeah. and nobody knows about it?" You're kidding me. And then you have the gall to say you wouldn't believe how we got it here and provide no explanation. <laughs> First of all, no rude. I said shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Shipping? Could you imagine the shipping and handling prices for that? And did they get it in a box? Did they know. fly it over the King Kong? You know how they like. Ca- I don't know. They can do. They can, they can do many different things. So there's get... just no explanation for that. But then he and again goes into Stonehenge. And he's like they're chipping away at Stonehenge, and I think he says something like, "There's it's like magic. A, it's magic because they said Stonehenge as." Uh, uh, they explain it in the very beginning. Like I said, if you miss this news broadcast, you're fucked for the rest of the movie because they explain something in that news broadcast. Like the part that they stole from Stonehenge was believed to be like ancient and mystical or something like that. Anyway, it's supposed to be magic. They're using the chipped pieces of stone in the little microchip in the the thing that's making the magic, and we'll find out what those ma- microchips actually do. Because, like any villain in any movie ever, he explains exactly what his plan is. Well, you're about to die, so there's no uh, point in me so not sharing my evil plan. He's like, watch. And we get that weird family, and they go into like this. Yeah, they go into like this room, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna watch a new ad for us." And they they close the door. There's no windows in this place. The wife notices that, and she's like, "I'm uncomfortable." And then the father complains, "They won't let me make 
um, orders for next year. And I'm like, yeah, because you're going to get murked. Um, <laughs> murked, son. And then the, the ad comes on. The guy's like, this is the same ad. But then it says, like, kids, put on your mask. And I'm like, okay, we're going to see what this mask does, right? And it's like a flashing pumpkin, like, picture. And the kid's mask starts to, like, ooze and ob. Well, he grabs it, and he's yeah, like, he's like oh. oh, my God. But he's not saying anything. Yeah, and it's kind of, like, disintegrating around him, and the parents are, like, noticing. And he falls to the ground, and, like, bugs come out of his mouth. Crickets and Crickets, snakes. snakes. And I wrote down, I was like, you can't just have spontaneous creation like this. Your magic Stonehenge. It's magic Stonehenge magic. But where is it coming from? Stonehenge. No, that's not how magic works. You can't three, just... This is Halloween three season You can't create things like that. You just can't... How'd they get in there? Magic. Lasers. No, I refuse. Um, I said... This you can't refuse. It's Stonehenge isn't, magic. I said, this isn't how um, this works. I said, why they steal Stonehenge? Um, Why would you steal? This is the plot to Despicable Me 4. <laughs> stolen Stonehenge. The girls and I stole. The girls. the girls and I are trying to get back Stonehenge. Um, so the uh, family gets murked. I think the dad dies from one of the snakes biting Yeah, it was like a venomous. How like, did, I wasn't looking at this because I don't a, like It was bugs. like, um, I believe it was a rattlesnake. Mom fainted. Um, probably got like eight by the crickets or something. No, and then she probably knocked herself dead or unconscious. That's convenient. Yeah. Um. So the family dies, and Cochran's like, "Ooh, look at all this death around us, or whatever." And uh, they end up taking Doctor Chalice, and they strap him into uh like a chair, mm-hmm. and they put a mask on him, and they're like, "Peace." And they're like, "Peace." But before he pieces out. Uh, Mr. Cochran explains his evil plan. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, why do you want to do this? Like, do you just enjoy killing kids? And Cochran says something, and Bree is sitting here <laughs> heavily sighing and shaking her head. Um, he's like, do I need a reason? He's like, but I do have a reason. He talks about, again, we go back to the pagan holiday of Samhain. Which he pronounces it accurately this well, time. Yeah, because they kind of, like really cared about this time and i said no bitch we don't kill kids <laughs> <laughs> on Samhain and it's yearly not ever like well he explains we in the ancient celtic lands uh would practice Samhain he's like you think that halloween is all about buying masks buying candy buying decorations children going out for trick-or-treating he's like in the ancient pagan ritual they also it was a blood fest they also dressed up and went house to house for treats yeah they didn't really research well no they there there is there is claim that there were sacrifices but it was probably to signify the end of harvest probably like killing sheep and or cattle animal yeah and eating it as in, in a celebration of there is no proof of human sacrifice for the well, holiday of Samhain. A- according to Mr. Cochran, uh, this the is, hills we're used to run red. The hills used to run red, and it's been three thousand years since they practiced this traditional pagan ritualistic sacrifice. How Samhain. old is this man? Well, he is not. Well, he's old, but he's not that old. <laughs> he's not like immortal. Um, but he wants to return Halloween back to its pagan sacrificial 
tradition, I guess, is his whole thing. He's like, I'm going to kill kids. But there's a lot of, like, holes in this guy's plan. So I wrote down a few things. I said, what's his endgame? Like, what's his endgame? Kill kids? I guess. That's his endgame? And you're not getting every kid, because not every kid was, like, into yeah. that mask. Well, you're not getting everybody, right? So You're just getting kids. You're just getting kids. I said, uh, re- return Halloween to Samhain, ritual and pagan. Um, he also mentions the planets are in alignment. There's a lot of explanation as to why this is, like, happening. He's like, Samhain, ritual, paganism, uh, Stonehenge, planets in alignment, it gets a little overly complex there, and I, I kind of lost track of why laser beams are shooting from Stonehenge. Yeah, it gets weird. And it then, gets complex. And then we cut back to the lady in the uh, the medical examiner who's putting together. Like, she's real, because she's that struggling. the person who blew up was a robot. Yeah, she's putting together, and then you see a robot in the background. And he's picking up a drill. And Anthony made a great point. He's like, he's a robot. He doesn't need a We've a already weapon. established that the robots have, like, Keeper. superhuman strength. So he picks up, and he's going to murder this lady. Um, and I said to myself, this man's penis is a death sentence <laughs> for these women. Oh, the doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Except the, the his ex-wife, who he doesn't like. She's the only one who makes, unless she was wearing a mask and watching the I know. Thing, I doubt so, it. like... Wow. He sleeps with everybody yeah. in this movie. He sleeps with everybody. So he casually sexually harasses the nurse. the nurse. He obviously has slept with his ex-wife because they have kids. He indicates that he slept with the medical examina- examiner. And he slept he, with that we woman see he knew. him sleeping with the new daughter from the dude that got his eyes gouged out. Yes. Uh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody in this and movie. And not many of them meet fortunate ends. Many of yeah. them meet unfortunately. I think all of them die, except for the wife, the ex-wife. She's the only one. Nancy Loomis survives this movie. That's great. Good for her. Yeah, but she do the kids? It. They're a product of his... <laughs> no, the kids do not survive, I don't think. I think that's the whole thing. But So he gets out, and before uh, the commercial goes on that's going to kill like every kid wearing the mask across the nation because Cochrane is going to broadcast this commercial like on multiple nationally syndicated channels at the same time that's also kind of a flaw in his plan because like time zones yeah right that's yeah. I thought about that too I'm like so if he's broadcasting it in like California time Chicago they're all above yeah well yeah, you're gonna get are... you're gonna get one commercial at this time, and then you have like two hours, two to four hours for another part of the world or another part of the United States to be like, all right, just turn it off. Doug, <laughs> <laughs> there goes this guy's evil plan. It just doesn't make sense. And then we get probably one of the most hilarious scenes oh of this god, movie. Oh my god, I so, died, dude. So the guy he he gets out of his hold. He kicks the TV in. So smart. Climbs in the air ducts. Gets down, grabs like a a case of these, the little the silver shamrock, silver like shamrock medallions. medallions goes chips. up, figures that these chips are gonna like short circuit all the robots. Pours them over the robots. The robots all well, no, because the commercial is already broadcasting right, like in the studio. So all the lasers from the uh, 
the medallions that he pours from the ceiling, like kill all the robots and then it activates stonehenge okay so then there's like a circle <laughs> stonehenge there's, activate. A, there's a circle that forms around the computers and then it shoots to stonehenge and then it gets that guy he turns blue and then it gets to him he turns like to stonehenge he he looks at stonehenge and then he gets like engulfed in the laser beam that stonehenge is projecting at him but and, and this is Mr. Cochran, the like yeah. evil mastermind behind this. He looks at Stonehenge, he gets engulfed in the laser beams, and his death, he like disappears, but it's not a human being. It was like a I wrote, is this a paper mache replica of, <laughs> of Mr. Cochran? Because he was smile like it looked like a second grade paper mache <laughs> replica, like you would make an art class, and it was just like his eyes weren't natural, like he was smiling, and it was like a weird smile where he was like I thought he became Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, he merged with Stonehenge? Yeah, like he became stone. I thought he. I know I thought, he disappeared, it, dude. It was just so funny, and then so they get away. The doctor and the, what the we daughter. believe to be the daughter. I disagree. They're they're driving in the car, and then all of a sudden he's like, "We should call somebody, right? Like we should." And she goes. Bleh! She just like stares at him blankly, and then she starts choking him. She's a robot. And, yeah, they crash the car. We reveal that she is also a robot. We don't know if she's been okay. a robot the whole time. That and this is where the debate is because you keep saying. It is believed to be who we believe to be the. We daughter. don't have confirmation that's that's his daughter. We don't know. But for the most part, in the entire movie, she reacts like a human being. So what do they do? Make a replica of her. So my question is: Bree, is Bree. the stuff that's on the the replicas actual skin? Is he making? He said it's like he said creating robots is basically like mask making. That's what that's what Cochrane says in the movie. So they either killed her and I made think, a replica. I think that they killed her and made a replica of her. You seem to think that she's always been a robot. We'll which, see. We'll, we'll no for debate. I, well, let's debate. Let's let's call uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah, let's be like, it's was she a robot the whole time? I need to know. No, I don't think she was a robot the whole time because. And there's one reason I don't think that she was a robot the whole time. They did the do. But we don't know if her mechanical area down there. <laughs> I feel like was you would gears. know. <laughs> we don't know. I feel how like realistic are these anatomy? I know. So I, we don't know. I feel like he would know if there were gears. Okay. You think men know things. They don't. Then he is the most oblivious human being on the planet well, and just anyway, did not care what he was doing. Anyway, they get into a car crash. Her severed arm is stuck to the door. She gets out, uses her other arm to Well, he them. knocks her head off with the tire iron. Yeah. Well, she grabs him with the other arm. Then he gets the tire iron, knocks her head off. Gisha Goo comes out. He fights you know. with her like three different times, different body parts moving on their own. And at this point, I told Brie, this movie should have ended 15 <laughs> minutes ago. And then he gets to the the gas station. Well, we missed we missed a part. What part they did They blew up the factory. Oh, yeah. Right? Stonehenge blows up the factory. And yes. then they run out of the factory. And I it's a noticeable the, green screen. It's a noticeable green screen. And I said, quick, run away from the shitty green screen effects. <laughs> ah! 
But I just thought, okay, now he's finally getting to the original, from the very beginning, that gas station. Mm-hmm. And he's calling, like, different TV networks. You got to take this off. You got to take this off. He gets it off the first network. The kid turns to the next network. They get it off that network. But then the third one, it's, like, too late, and it starts going. So he gets two out of the three, but the kids just keep changing the channel until like they little, find one. little doo-doo heads. Yeah. So it's implied that, like... It's inevitable. Lot, it's inevitable. A lot of people died. Um, I don't like. I don't know what this dude's end game was, Cochran. I don't know what his end game was because it's like you're not going to kill everybody, and then everyone's going to know that Silver Shamrock was responsible for like killing a lot of kids. So like, you're going to jail. He's already dead. He became Stonehenge. But I don't think that was his plan to become Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his end game was. Me either. But uh, did I enjoy this movie? Did I think it was interesting? Did I laugh more than I was scared? Yes. I don't think it's scary. I don't think it's scary. It's comical. I mean, for the 80s, because looking at it now in the lens of 2022. I laughed way more than I was, like, scared. Mm -hmm. The scariest part about that was the white man suit. Um, Yeah, so a little behind the scenes on this as we wrap up our conversation about this. Tommy Lee Wallace directed the movie. Uh, he was asked to direct Halloween 2. He declined. And Carpenter and Deborah Hill both were kind of involved with Halloween 3. They they said they, they would only be involved if the story did not have anything to do with Michael Myers or the previous sequels. Um, so Tommy Lee Wallace signs on to direct and he writes the movie as well. Um, or has a hand in writing the movie. It's made on a $2.5 million budget, similar to Halloween 2. And... It was intended from Tommy Lee Wallace to move the franchise in the direction of an anthology franchise, similar to like the Twilight Zone, um, where this would be the start of like the Halloween movies going into every movie is a different story centered around Halloween, which like if you think about it that way, that would be a good way to go about it. That would have been cool. And I've always been really curious as to you know, where the franchise would have gone had they followed through with that because this movie does not make a lot of money. It's critically panned, and I think a lot of people really don't like this movie because of the lack of the presence of Michael Myers. But on a surface level, as like an individual film, it's not half bad. No, I, I didn't I, think it was terrible. I enjoyed it. I was I was thoroughly confused. <laughs> what, just based off of the, the writing of the film? I was just like, if you didn't get that Stonehenge thing at the beginning, like, there was no point in watching the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah, they, it relies heavily on that Stonehenge. Stonehenge was the key. It's always the key. <laughs> What's, What's the deal, deal with Stonehenge? Um, so, moving forward, in an anthology film would have been interesting, to say the least. And... Eventually, because of the poor reception to this movie, we end up with Halloween 4 a number of years later, the return of Michael Myers. We go back to the basics. We go back to Michael Myers. They were too afraid. Cowards. They were cowards. Absolute cowards. Stick to what what you wanted to do. Who cares about people? People stink. They don't know what's good. You gotta tell them what's good. Yeah. If there's anything about this movie that you would change, what would it be? Mm. I think I would change the Stonehenge thing. No, I feel like Stonehenge gives it a little bit of spice. That's kind of cool. Um, no, maybe I I'm would not do... changing the Stonehenge thing. You go first. I would change 
maybe like the costumes that the robots wear. Maybe I would. If there's anything that you can change about maybe this movie, I, you're changing the costumes of the robots. Maybe I would make them like, like more robot-y. But then it's obvious that the robots. Um, it's not supposed to be obvious. What that the if they were wearing chrome suits? <laughs> we are from. We are the from the future. <laughs> we are living in the future. I just think maybe we'll make it spicy. I think I would change the plan of the ma- like of Cochrane's plan. Because I think that was my biggest gripe with this movie is that he didn't seem to have an end game. He's just like, let's kill kids. No, and let's replace this a- town with robots. Or what are they going to do? Replace all the kids with robots? No. <laughs> I just don't get it. He's just going to murder all these children, which, you know, old grumpy guy kills all the kids. Works out for me. He should have been played by Clint Eastwood. That would have been cool. You know who should play him? Let's transport me back in time. It's me and a mustache. Let's just remake the movie. Yeah. I'll be like, have you ever seen, oh God, uh, Be Kind Rewind? But I would only sell the masks to kids who pop wheelies in front of my house. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to just give it out to the people I don't like. And I wouldn't rely on a commercial. Because I mean, the movie's supposed to be, like, it's a statement. The movie's supposed to be criticizing the commercialization of Halloween. That's really what it's supposed to be. Cochrane even says that when he's detailing his plan. It's like, Halloween's too much of people buying Do you know that's, stuff. like, the one thing that Europeans are jealous about? Halloween. Americans? We go in on Halloween. It's, like, not a big thing anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, huge here in America. Yeah. I'm like, it sucks to live anywhere else. During Halloween. Every other part of the year, I would not want to live here in America. But during Halloween, you best believe I'm here. I'm dressing up. I'm getting candy. No kids come to our house, apparently, though. That's their not choice. Up in here. Not up in here. Our, our suburb's very dead. Yeah. Well, it's also been two years into a global pandemic. So, mm-hmm. who yeah. knows? Who knows? We've been um, going out for... Halloween. Well, Halloween's our anniversary. Yeah. So. And we're, when we get married, close. Close. To our anniversary. Oh, that's that's the saddest part. So like, we usually Anthony sticks to holidays when he does anything with me, so he never forgets our anniversaries. We got we started dating on Halloween. It's we a got good plan. En- we got engaged on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Solid plan on my part. But, yeah, but you could you couldn't get anything for. Our wedding. No, no. I got close. I got I got it very close. It's a week off. Um all right. So to cap this thing off, Brie, would this movie go on your top one hundred? No, but it gets an honorable mention. On for the top one hundred movies of all time. No, it doesn't make it on the list. But an honorable mention for the top one hundred movies. Yeah, it was funny. It was really funny. It tried. I don't think this makes it on my list or gets an honorable mention, but I do think it's worth a review. It's worth a review. Yeah. I think think everyone should go watch this right now. It's funny. You don't have to watch the first I enjoyed it. And I felt like, because I've seen this movie years and years ago, but I somewhat felt like this was my first time watching it. Because I didn't remember a lot of it. It was so funny. And it's unique. And I think that's really what makes this movie hold up now and and maybe it doesn't hold up because you say it's funny and it was supposed to be scary in the 80s i'm telling you i want a kid that is just like that little kid on the bike i'd be like flicking people off you're so cool my kid guy like (laughs) um 
that's just that part made me laugh and like there was a couple parts well the lasers made me laugh because i i had mentioned lasers my laser beams before and i was like they're not going to do lasers you did you did did call the lasers i called lasers i called stonehenge I called the... You didn't call Stonehenge. I said... I had said, what's the deal with Stonehenge? After... At the beginning. Yeah, after they had already mentioned Stonehenge. And then I... Well, I, I called something... It's going to have to do with Stonehenge. And then I called the little the little logo thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can predict everything in movies. Yeah. I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm like so smart. I'm like so smart. They, they don't even know. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Bree, um, do you have anything to plug? Um, just our socials and send us some emails. Give me something to do. Um, All of our socials are posted in the description. You can follow myself on Twitter at GLDTV1 on Twitter. Um, Bree, do you want to plug your Twitter? No, you don't have to follow okay. me on Twitter. Yeah, you, I mean, just follow I'll, me if you unless want. Unless you want like, to hear updates. about, like, me making some, like, dope spaghetti. Like, that's literally... That's really all you use Twitter for is, like, man, I made some good food. I made some good food. <laughs> I just read this book. Like, Anthony's awesome. He did this thing for me. Like, I am such a boring yeah. human being. Um, but if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get a lot of updates as to podcast and all the scheduling stuff some tidbits behind the scenes if you want bonus content you can follow our instagram if you want pictures of me i will not do feet but <laughs> for the right for um, money <laughs> if you want i was like oh man what this pod really needs is some more pictures of pre i'll be like you got it me eating some pasta me, me eating treat, breeze treats we can post that me eating instagram. different treats me just chilling with Mothman, like whatever. What what would you like to see? Would you like to see me planking? Let's bring planking back. Hashtag bring back planking. <laughs> okay. Um. So you can follow us on Instagram at review underscore, underscore pod pod. Also in the description, and you can send us some emails. Send us some. Uh, questions, send us some comments, some recommendations, any stories that you'd like us to tell. And I will be making a Bree Street for the next pod that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll show on camera for those who are watching on YouTube. Um, I will not eat it on camera. If you want that, that's money. That's money. That's money. And if you want me eating on camera, that's money. <laughs> that's money. That's money. You have to pay a little extra for that one. A Patreon. Um, yeah, we'll do the Patreon. <laughs> so uh, you can email us anything that you need to email us, uh, whether that be questions, whether that be recommendations, uh, comments for review, whatever it be. Uh, you can email us at reviewpodcast one at gmail.com also in the description and we're gonna take a we're gonna get into some more um halloween then we're gonna take a little halloween break do some other movies and then we're gonna go back to halloween yeah i think the next up i think we are taking a halloween break for the next episode uh so we did halloween one two three and next up on the list is would you like to announce it (sighs) I'm really excited because it's it's definitely one of my all time favorites. We're gonna watch Jurassic Park. I saw this tweet that was like Steven Spielberg, yo, I'm making a movie about dinosaurs. John Williams, all right, let me give you the most beautiful score in the history of the world. <laughs> and I think there's there's several different. T- you're either a horse girl, a car guy. 
or a dinosaur kid. And you know which one I was. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were totally a dinosaur kid. But when were you? You were a horse girl. I knew it. <laughs> I was a Yu-Gi-Oh boy. Yu-Gi-Oh boy. Mm, that wasn't one of the choices. Yeah, it should be, though. No. So we'll be back with uh, next week with Jurassic Park. And then we'll go back into Halloween 4, 5, 6. We'll hit up Jurassic Park 2 afterwards and so on and so forth until we finish up both of those franchises. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Bree, we are signing off. My name is Anthony. My name is Bree. And this is the Review Podcast. Please Review. follow us on social Review. media. And Review. let's end this ish. Review. 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 Review.